1: It rain. News update. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Dane. It is Chris Bavona with your fantasy sports news update. This just in, by the way, as an Islanders fan for you, Joe, and as a Rangers fan for me, Pop vent sucks. <laughs>
2: wow, you all right, all right? You're gonna make me wear my Mike Bossy jersey tomorrow? Okay, not a problem. <laughs> I, you know what? I welcome it. I welcome it. I have no. I don't. I don't
1: hate the Islanders like. I, I, I don't hate them, but I don't like them either. But, yes, Ponvet right. still sucks. But top scores over the Memorial Day weekend on Saturday. The Toronto Raptors, they stamped their first-ever ticket to the NBA Finals, beating the Milwaukee Bucks in Game 6, 194, winning the series four games to two, coming back from a 17-point a deficit the Raptors give Canada their first NBA Finals appearance since coming to the league in 1995, along with the Vancouver Grizzlies, who are now, of course, the Memphis Grizzlies. Game one of the NBA Finals will open up in Toronto against the Golden State Warriors, and we already know that Kevin Durant, still nursing a cavern injury, will not play, and also uh, DeMarcus Cousins is still questionable. And guys, uh, according to Sportsbook, uh, to the Sportsbook Review, we got some early Finals MVP odds out Steph Curry, what's Steph? Steph Curry leads the way at minus 150. Kawhi Leonard, he is at plus 200. Kevin Durant, uh, plus 550, even still, uh, with the issue w- with him even possibly playing. Uh, Draymond Green, plus 700. Klay Thompson, plus 1000. Uh, Pas- Pascal Siakam, plus 2,000. Kyle Lowry, nope. plus <laughs> 2500. Guys, those are your top. NBA Finals MVP yeah, odds. Yeah, so I was gonna
3: make this point before. Okay, without KD, I think you know, in, in the chat room, people are saying Steph is bad in the finals and stuff like that. I mean, I think this is trending for a Steph Curry MVP like crazy. Remember, Iguodala won the first one. Kevin Durant won the the last two, and we've seen what does Steph Curry look like back on this team without Kevin Durant. We're all kind of remembering Steph Curry, 30-plus a game. I think this sets up for him to continue shooting well. Kyle Lowry and Fred Van Fleet, I don't think, can get in his grill that much. I think this sets up really well for Steph to re-announce himself like we've seen without KD. And I think this is trending for him to to get his first Finals MVP. That is, of course, if you believe the Golden State Warriors will be hoisting the the championship.
2: That... uh we'll dive into it this hour okay. there is um I know Vegas he's the easy favorite but I, yep. I don't think he's the guy who's going to win it I think there's better value on the board and uh we'll we'll talk about it cuz right. I don't think he's going to have the kind of series people think he's going to have but we'll talk about that all right we'll dive in all right, guys,
1: over to the ice. Game one of the Stanley Cup, Sean Corrales scored, a get, scored to break a third-period tie and assisted on another goal. And to Geras, he stops 18 shots to help the Boston Bruins complete their comeback from a two-goal deficit. They beat the St. Louis Blues four games to two. Game two in the Best of Seven series is Wednesday night back in Boston. Guys, some of the scores from MLB yesterday here. Uh, <clears throat> Marlins, they beat the Nationals 3 2. Yankees, they beat the Padres with a score of 5 2. They, they get three home runs in that game one from Clint Frazier, one from Brett Gardner. There we go. Uh, Orioles, they beat the Tigers 5 3. Pirates, they beat the Cincinnati Reds 8 uh, 5. Uh, Tampa Bay Rays, they beat Toronto 8 3. Astros, they beat the Chicago Cubs 6-5. Uh, Colorado Rockies, they beat the Arizona Diamondbacks 4-4-2-3. Boston Red Sox, they, they absolutely destroy the Cleveland Indians 12-5 in that game. Uh, Oakland, Athe- Oakland A's, they beat the uh, Angels 8-5. Reds, they beat the Pirates 8-1. Twins, they lose to the Milwaukee Brewers five to four Mets they beat the Mets uh they lose to the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers they lose bad to the Los Angeles Dodgers nine to five Mariners they uh Mariners they beat the Texas Rangers six to two sorry here I actually just realized this the White Sox and the Royals uh they mm-hmm. end their game at a, at a tie uh at one yep. The, yep they have a s- suspended game right there that game will be made up Picks at up. a later date except it- tomorrow uh, today I believe yep uh, also, in other news uh, from the NBA, Cleveland Cavaliers owner Dan Gilbert is awake and responsive and resting comfortably after stroking after suffering a stroke Sunday, according to Jay Farner, the uh, CEO of Quicken Loans, the company Gilbert founded and chairs. Farner said in a statement that Gilbert uh, fell ill on Sunday and uh, a friend took him to a Detroit area hospital where he suffered the stroke. Uh, Farner said Gilbert was taken in uh, for a catheter based procedure and was removed to recovery in the ICU, but uh, it seems as if if uh, he is uh, at least awake and resting okay. So our uh, thoughts and prayers go out to the family of uh, Dan Gilbert and, of course, the entire organization of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Guys, that is the news for now. I got some stories about uh, John Moran already getting uh, some sort of uh, shoe deal already and uh, also some stories about Serena Williams and, of course, remembering the the great Bill Buckner, guys. Sounds good.
4: Mmm.
0: Listening to the
5: Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Let it rain.
2: You remember the class where I taught you all how to make it rain? Make it rain. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. All right, hour number two here. At make it rain. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Uh, we'll dive into uh, some of uh, MLB's action yesterday. I mean, I can tell you right now, last night. I had uh, I couldn't wait. Actually, uh, you know, it's not often that you get Kershaw versus Degrom last night. Uh, Mets Ooh, and Dodgers. I was on the over, and um, I was on the uh, Mets first five, uh, Degrom okay. first five in that game. And uh, it started off uh, great. They both scored a run in the first inning, uh, which was which was nice. They both kind of settled down and and started to mow along. The Dodgers ended up getting one more in the third. Uh, off of a uh, Bellinger home run. I don't think they found the ball yet, uh, by the yep. way, with how ridiculous that ball was hit. Uh, but the Mets came back top of the fifth, ended up scoring two, and took a 3-2 lead and uh, and cashed a ticket for me, which was great. And then, yep, yeah, then the Mets, and this is back to our point, uh, the Mets' bullpen uh, came into the game after DeGrom was uh, DeGrom was great. I mean, he pitched five innings. He gave up seven hits, two earned runs, one base on ball, two strikeouts. And then he gave way in the sixth inning to, uh, to a guy named, uh, Bashlor who pitched a third of an inning, gave up three hits, three earned runs, uh, followed by Zamora came in, also pitched a third of an inning. He gave up, uh, let's see, three hits, three earned runs, one base on ball. Uh, followed by uh, Gagnon, who also came in, pitched one inning, gave up three hits, one earned run. So you can see the the progression there. As they ended up losing nine five, uh, but it wasn't. It was a lot closer than that, except for when the bullpen showed up. And then at that particular point, it was just lights out for the uh, for the Mets. And uh, and it wasn't just the Mets, by the way. Over this three day weekend, I watched the Cardinals bullpen melt. Uh, over the weekend, too, uh, against the Atlanta Braves, up three nothing, going into the uh, bu- going into the top of the ninth at home on uh, on Sunday night, and with their number one closer Jordan Hicks, I proceeded to watch him uh, give up three unearned uh, in that top of the ninth inning, and then they go on to lose to the Braves in extra innings. Just there is a theme going on here in Major League Baseball if you haven't been following. And uh, if you ever want to be in the pros, be a relief pitcher, because apparently it doesn't make a difference if you can get anybody out. Uh, It really doesn't make a damn bit of difference. We'll talk about some MLB plus the championship NBA next.
0: You know, as an allergy sufferer, you're wired differently.
4: To get your complimentary bottle, text YOUTH to 321321. That's Y-O-U-T-H to 321321.
5: If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1 800 dot WeatherTech.com. Proudly made in America.
2: All right, guys, welcome back in here. Make It Rain, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. He is Dane Martinez. I am uh, Joe Ranieri as we take a look here this week, Thursday night. Gets it going, NBA Finals. Uh, we will crown a champion. Golden State going for a un, uh, just a ridiculous third in a row. Uh, four out of the last five here. Kevin Durant not going to play. Willie Cousins possibly going to play. We'll dive into uh, some of the numbers here. But shout out to the uh, St. Louis Blues, who, by the way, did not win last night in game one of the Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, they were looking really good for like the first quarter and maybe the first two minutes of the second and then um the second period showed up and then they got outscored uh, outshot 18 to 3 pretty much uh, got demolished it was like a the rust kind of wore off of the uh, of the Boston Bruins last night at home and pretty much for all of the second and pretty much all of the third they they pretty much dominated the St. Louis Blues uh the St. Louis Blues are the better story the Boston Bruins are the better team. There's just no way around it. I mean, mean, we all want to, we love that plus number. I mean, they went off, I think, plus 145 last night, 140, 145. They had some value there. A lot of people got blues and six, but uh, that's, you know, that's where you fall in love with the story. A team that was dead last January 2nd, now is battling for a cup and you know, they they've yet to actually win a Stanley Cup finals game because they got swept in 1970 by the Bruins. They're now 0 five. They still haven't won a game. Uh, but it's a nice story. And it's an even better organization, apparently, because they sent all of their employees. The Blues surprised every one of their employees from like the janitors to the receptionists, like you name it. They've all put them on a plane. And flew them there last night to the game in Boston to come and watch game one of the finals. How cool is that, right? And their their thing was uh, the Blues president said that creating a successful team on and off the ice is a monumental task. He says, and we ask a lot of our staff to deliver the best possible experience in every part of our business. It makes sense that uh, we bring the entire Blues family uh, to the Stanley Cup final because it was a group effort. So pretty like cool that. stuff there. Yeah. From the organization. Uh, certainly didn't have to do it. I don't know a lot of organizations that would have done that, but they, uh, they told everyone pack a bag, meet us at the stadium. And they all took them and flew them in to Boston to be able to see game one. Didn't work out for them last night, but it is only game one. Hopefully they'll be able to uh, make this a series. But I thought that was a pretty cool idea that, you know what guys it's, this is a team effort. I don't care from top to bottom. Uh, that's a classy organization. So hats off to the St. Louis Blues for flying every one of their employees to game one of the Stanley Cup finals. Not sure Dolan would have done that.
3: No, probably not. That's definitely a good look, you know, honoring, <laughs> you know, whatever it is, the administrative staff, the concession yeah. stand people. You know, it takes a village, right? right. And I think that's good. You're building a, you're building a strong culture there uh, there in St. How Louis. Cool I like that? that move. Yeah, absolutely. And remember, a series doesn't truly start until a uh, home team loses a game. So it's only
2: game one. That's correct. Yep. And we got a game one coming up this week, of course, uh, as on the road, the Golden State Warriors Mm -hmm. heading to Toronto. Uh, Usually it's the other way around. Teams are usually heading to the Oracle. But no, not this year. (laughs) You are heading the Golden State Warriors to Toronto to take on this uh, Raptors team. And... Listen, we know that Kevin Durant won't be in game one. I doubt he's going to be anywhere even remotely close to this series. I I just don't see how that calf industry is going to allow him to come back. I know it's nice. People want to make a story of it. But the reality is he ain't coming back from that as far as I'm concerned. Um, And you still got Steph. You still got Draymond. uh, And there are some questions to be answered here. Uh, without Kevin Durant because don't forget these two teams played I think twice over the regular season yep and in fact the last time they played Gasol wasn't on the team Kawhi Leonard didn't play the Warriors had their full complement of Kevin Durant the entire team and they still got blown out by 20 in the Oracle so keep that in mind and although listen it, you know yeah, but Joe no, you it's say it's we can't season. I
3: can't worry about right. that at all right I can't worry right, about right. Jack what
2: happened in the regular season you right, told me that. But- no, yeah, yeah, but I'm, I'm not saying go out and bet it on that. What I'm saying okay. is to get some perspective here is that this wasn't the same Toronto team, but Golden State still was Golden State. But now we're sending two different totally teams. Essentially, we got a team without Kevin Durant, without Boogie Cousins, and we've got a We've got a Kawhi Leonard who's a little bit beat up at this particular point. You've got a team coming off of at least a 10-day layoff in the Golden State Warriors who are now traveling on the road. And history tells us uh, that not necessarily a a great look for the Golden State Warriors when they've had this much time off, especially when you're filled with a bunch of shooters who need rhythm. They need timing. uh, Not necessarily great. You've got at least the Toronto Raptors. A couple of days off since when they won uh, on Friday, which was nice. Uh, They get, uh, you know, just about uh, almost a week off there to heal up. But the question to me is going to be, who does Kawhi Leonard defend? Exactly. And who defends him? Because the one thing they're going to miss without Kevin Durant, forget about his scoring. Uh, The thing that Kevin Durant brought to the table, which nobody ever talks about, is his defense and his ability to not only be a rim protector, but his ability also to defend the uh, perimeter and guys on the outside, and they don't have that now. So what you're left with, uh, your best defender is going to be Andre Iguodala, who's also a little beat up. Clay is
3: a very strong defender. Clay is a good two-way player. He is a strong defender. I think the play thing the answer, play, Joe.
2: though, is the same problem with Kawhi. Like if you put Kawhi on Steph Curry, which is going to happen at some particular point. But here's what you run. Uh, here's what you run the problem with. Kawhi is going to get burned out if he is tailing Steph Curry every game. There has to be a there has to be somebody else for Toronto. You cannot put Kawhi Leonard chasing Steph Curry the entire damn game around after what he has already been through, he is going to get burned out. And what he has done in the fourth quarter for this Toronto team thus far, if he's chasing around Steph Curry for three and a half quarters, it's going to be very difficult for him to be able to have his legs or, or be anywhere close to that in the fourth. So I think the assignments are going to be interesting to see in game one, who follows Steph. You can't, you know, listen, you, you can't let Steph Curry go off. We know this, so if it's not Kawhi, who's it going to be defending him? Is it going to be Lowry? Um, and then conversely, who's it gonna be? Is it gonna be Iguodala? Is it going to be Stella? Is it going to be Clay Thompson? Like who are you going to put on Kawhi Leonard now to be able to try and slow him down? So uh the big thing I know everyone talks about Kevin Durant with his scoring. To me, the biggest thing they're gonna miss with Kevin Durant is his defensive ability and what he brings to the table, especially going up against a guy like Kawhi Leonard. I don't know who you put on each of these guys. I can't wait to see what they do.
3: Yeah, and I think that's that. what you're bringing up is kind of part of my narrative for Steph for MVP of this series, Joe. Um, I, I believe here, listen, uh, I believe the answer on who guards Kawhi Leonard is twofold. I think he's going to see a lot of Klay Thompson, and I think he's going to see a lot of Andre Iguodala. Okay, and both of those guys are above-average defenders. I think Golden State has enough personnel, even without Kevin Durant, to have a representative effort defending Kawhi Leonard, mostly through Iguodala and Clay Thompson, two good-wing defenders. Okay, so that's one. I agree with you, Joe. I don't think they could use much of Kawhi on Steph for a number of reasons. You accurately put out, that, you know, it'll tire him out. Steph Curry runs miles during a game, getting off screens and just chasing him will tucker out Kawhi. I agree. But it also then, Joe, if you put Kawhi on Steph, then where, whoever the guard, the other guard is defending is a mismatch. Kyle Lowry or Fred Van Fleet on the other guard, let's say Klay Thompson, becomes a mismatch that Klay uh, Thompson can take down into the post. Okay? I really think... For a number of reasons, on both sides of the coin, they're going to have to ride with their point guard, Lowry or Van Fleet, on Steph Curry. And I don't think that's much of a nuisance, and I think Steph Curry will be able to get off. I don't think Kawhi is the right matchup for Clay. That's another reason I like Steph for MVP of the finals.
2: You'll see some Siakam, too, I think, on there. Don't forget that whole curry Draymond green pick-and-roll thing they've got to defend. It's... uh... It's going to be very interesting to see how they approach it without KD. Put anybody
3: else on Curry than Lowry on anybody else is allowing.
2: Yep. yep, it's going to be interesting. We'll take a look at some of the numbers from Vegas on in this next fantasy spot.
1: Weekend fantasy update. And oh, yeah, yeah, it looks like you have
3: the Lyme disease. Da, 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 because it looks like it was early, so you're not going to have any problems here. But uh, this this is a great test case because we don't see this, do D. Why if I invite uh, st- the students in? It's at uh, Stony Brook University. I'm like, you know, I, at this point, I'm dying. I don't care anymore. Just give me drugs, whatever I need to survive. I don't care what
1: you do. George George Kirk's test, test patient. Hey, students, right. come in. Let's take a look at Lyme disease. Saturday and Sunday, 11 a.m. Eastern, on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular
5: podcast providers.
0: Slash higher. Indeed, the world's number one job site. Source.com score total visits.
1: Made Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or a text at 212-299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to Madesailors.com. That's Madesailors.com.
2: so we'll take a look at some of these uh numbers here for the uh for the championship for the series for game one here in the nba as uh as the raptors getting ready to host golden state warriors on thursday night want to welcome you in here to the fantasy sports radio network germinary dane martinez uh, interesting story over the weekend too boy you want to talk about a uh, what a difference uh, between players and uh, and their relationship with caddies on the PGA Tour we all remember the Matt Kuchar debacle there with his uh, with his Mexico, caddy, right? uh, in caddy yeah. in Mexico where you know the, he ends up winning uh, a ridiculous amount of money and only gives the guy five grand uh, when he probably should you know should have given him close to six figures. Uh, after he won over a million dollars in that tournament, uh, and the whole just everyone roasting Kucher after that. Well, this weekend, uh, Kevin Na uh, ends up winning the Colonial. Ooh,
4: you and, nailed
3: cold, by the way, Joe. Yes. One of like three guys you gave us on Thursday morning. Um, oh, you know, you you literally were like Ches Reeve or Kevin Na is gonna yep. win this. And by the way, you see who finished in second too, my boy,
2: right? Yes, he did. He was he was close. Yeah, Fina yeah. was uh was close. Uh but he did. Kevin Na ends up picking up his third career yeah, win. 66 he finished over there. So that was a nice payout over the weekend. Uh but it was what he did after the tournament I thought was was tell you everything about some of these guys on the tour. Uh part of the whole uh tournament here, this Charles Schwab Challenge, um the winner was given a completely redone souped up 73 dodge challenger uh was and this car is just like smoking hot too nice. and uh this car is worth uh you know it's it's worth about uh about eighty eighty five thousand 85 thousand dollars and uh he basically kevin nah when he when they were awarding him the car the keys he turned around and flipped the keys to his caddy and said it's your car so he ends up giving, in addition to whatever it was that he won there, the million dollars or so that he won, he gets a percentage of. He also flipped him the keys to the 73 Dodge Challenger for nice. the victory and said, here you go, dude, it's all you use. And the caddy just kind of flipped out, man. He was like, you got to be kidding me. Uh, but it just goes to show you that not everyone is a, a total tool bag like, uh, like Matt Kuchar, that uh, this guy was able to... Uh, And the pictures afterwards are priceless, man, that he just handed the keys to his caddy. And he's like, the guy awards him the car and he's like, hey, thanks very much. And then he calls his caddy over. He's like, here you go, dude, it's your car. So uh, it was awesome. And it's a good moment. And it was good for the PGA Tour. And it's nice to be able to wipe the stink off of uh, of what Matt Kuchar did there a couple of months back. So wanted to mention that because not every golfer is a cheap SOB like uh like you know? Tiger and, uh, not, every and golfer, not
3: every owner we talked about St. Right. Louis yeah. you know so we got some feel good stories also Joe, you got to talk about I mean, them right you can't make it all about
2: the, the tool bags right yeah. i mean otherwise you get such a, a warped sense of reality of what goes on out there nobody Absolutely. ever talks about the good that's done it's always oh god did you see what happened here
3: yeah. uh, i also saw you know it's graduation season right it's college graduation season and I saw mm-hmm. one commencement speaker at a traditional uh, HBCU um, decided to uh, pay off. He was, like, given the speech, right? And it's some, like, right. billionaire guy. I don't know who it was. In middle of the speech, went off script and said that he and his family is going to personally pay off the student debt of everyone in the graduating class of 2019 yep. from yep. that school. So, you know, some of these stories like this, whether it's the St. Louis owner, whether it's, you know, you know throwing the keys uh, to the caddy who deserves it. You know, so there's some good in the world as well. And as we celebrate Memorial Day, right? yesterday, right. And we think about kind of why we're here for people who make that sacrifice and stuff like that. I think it's nice to hear the good news. Not only not only the uh, the stories that piss us off.
2: That's correct. Exactly. Got to mix that in. Otherwise, we get uh, we get too uh, jaded. There's always enough to
3: piss us off. Right, Joe?
2: That's so there's more than enough. So it's nice to celebrate the good things that happen as well. And for the Toronto Raptors, listen, Canada represented in the NBA Finals, taking on Golden State. Interesting enough, it opened up uh, shortly after their win against Milwaukee in Game 6. Uh, it looked like Golden State was a uh, minus one favorite. It kind of shifted off a lot of money, came in on Toronto there, kind of pushed Toronto to the favorite. I do think this is going to go off Game 1, that is. I do think it's going to go off close to a pick'em. Uh we we know. I mean, right. Vegas right now, the sports books are talking about they're pretty even across the board when it comes to uh money on both sides. So, they're not really in danger of getting their asses this handed to them one, one way. way. Right? Yeah. Um one. yeah, they they're not really in uh in that situation where they're pa- they are panicking in the in the playoffs because if the St. Louis Blues do win the Stanley Cup, they're on the hook for multi millions of dollars if uh, if they pull the upset. So that they're sweating. Not necessarily so far the bets that have come in here on both sides. It's pretty even. Uh, even listen, I mean, let's face it. Anybody who took Golden Golden State's been a the prohibitive favorite forever. So any future tickets aren't at you know three hundred to one or you know two fifty to one like St Louis was. Uh, there is you know they they're okay. They're going to be covered there. But even the series price now. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, they were obviously the clear favorite, but uh, right now, I mean, it's kind of bounced back and forth. They opened up minus two seventy-five for the series price, that being uh, Golden State, uh, for a little while yeah. over the weekend. It was pushed to minus three hundred, and then okay. we started to see some buyback from Toronto. People sharp started hopping all over, um, all over that. Started pushing Toronto. Then it came back a little bit. So. It's kind of somewhere in that ballpark right now across the, uh, across the books, you know, that, that minus 270 to, what is it, plus 240, somewhere in that ballpark. What are you showing on FanDuel right now? What does that FanDuel, look like? Uh,
3: very close to what you just said, Joe. Right now on FanDuel, the Raptors are at plus 230, and okay. the Warriors are minus 290, so right True around nine. there. You know, right. Joe, and what's interesting is, you know, the, the, the exact series total. You know, that might be, you know, and I've played in things like the exact series total or Mm -hmm. game one and the exact result. You know, because in essence, Joe, and I was going to get into this and quite frankly ask you, like, I know that sharps like us, we don't like laying minus 290. We don't like laying minus 250. We don't like laying minus 300. But honestly, Joe, like... That minus only matters if you lose, right? <laughs> That's only the money if you lose and if you risk it.
2: That's it. Like if I, That's it.
3: You know, I mean, I truly, and maybe you can convince me otherwise. And and earmuffs gave more and see, but I really don't see a way that the Raptors ultimately win this series. I really don't. Like, Kawhi might be running on his last legs. We talked about the ability to defend Kawhi maybe better than the ability to defend the splash, but I just don't see it, Joe. I don't see it. Maybe yeah. they could go six, you know, whatever. So tell me, why, Joe, don't I just bite the bullet and lay – the -300, the -270, whatever it is. Why don't I just bet a heavy unit with the Warriors and feel like I'm just putting my my money in escrow for the next 2 weeks? Like just right. is there a reason you're going to talk me out of it?
2: Well, you know, if you if you crunch the numbers and let's say -300 for Golden State, right? And sure. and let's say uh +240 for the Toronto Raptors, right? The sure. the implied probability of Golden State winning Is somewhere around seventy three percent of the time. Toronto would be twenty seven percent of the time. Um, So so then you look and you right. So you look at it and you go, why would gold? Why would sharps lay minus you know two seventy five or better with a Golden State? Like why take the risk? Why why expose it there? Um, If Toronto, given what we've seen, has you know it's they've got a better you know a twenty five percent chance or better to go. And I think the reason is experience. And and the guys that I talked to over the weekend, that was what they kept coming back to as to why they were landing with Toronto. They kept harping on the whole experience, how the Warriors just swept Portland without Kevin Durant, and the idea that he might be able to return. Uh, The other thing they kept mentioning was the extra gears that this team has. And we've talked about it all throughout the playoffs that... Yeah, Golden State rather that Golden State, right. whether on both sides, whether it be offense or defense, um, they've got it. And the other big thing, too, which is something we haven't talked about, but it's it's worth bringing up is how comfortable Golden State is at either pace, whether yep. it be slow it down to a crawl to a turtle or you want to go up tempo. We can go up tempo. Milwaukee didn't have that. Milwaukee was either fast pace or they were useless. Uh, And Toronto took advantage of that. Right. Toronto slowed it down to a crawl, which is what allowed them to stay in those games. Uh, That's not going to happen here. So for those reasons, the guys that I talked to over the weekend, that was why they were going big with Golden State. Is They love the experience. They love, they're going
3: to talk me out of laying a heavy unit on the Warriors for the series. Is there any reason I shouldn't do it?
2: Yeah. Uh, Well, value. I mean, let's face it. The value is... That's what I'm saying. It's only the risk if I lose it. Yeah. It's only the... Because don't forget, that's going to go up that number at plus 240. That's going to get closer, I think, to to 270, 275 before it's all said and done. So, there is some value there. You know, they're a value bet. I mean, basically, if you're going with Toronto, you're going because, hey, it's worth a shot here. There's too much value to ignore it. Anything can happen in a seven-game series. So... Uh, and the first game is going to be a That's
3: pick-em. narrative you need to ride Toronto on some anything mm-hmm. can happen. If that's really right. like the second bullet point, Joe, of, right. of, of, of the case for Toronto yep. is that anything could happen. That doesn't, right. you know, that doesn't instill confidence in me. That's what I'm saying. I'm looking for reasons to not lay this money. I understand that minus three bills is not something we generally do, but like I am struggling to see the narrative where Golden State doesn't just win their third straight title. And if that's the case, I don't care. They could be minus eighteen hundred for all I care. If I win, I win. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, but so, but at the I'm same
2: time, sharps are sharps are looking at Toronto okay. going, are if you think as a sharp, if you're thinking as a better that Golden State once again is being completely overvalued, especially from Vegas. Because keep in mind, Vegas is warrior country, guys. Everybody from California right, they, drives I, I, over definitely. to Vegas and places it. So there is some overvaluing. So if you like Toronto and you feel they're not getting enough credit at plus 250, 260 for the upset, then you're damn right you play Toronto because the value is there. That Golden State's being overvalued and Toronto's being undervalued. That's how you make some money. You don't make money betting the uh, the minus 280s and the minus 300s. So if you feel Golden State's being overvalued, And they might very well be at this point because of their proximity to California. Toronto's not a bad play. We'll talk more about that coming up.
1: call. 888-400-0435.
4: 888-400-0435. Andro400.com. Put your money where your
1: mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and Pro Sports and you're in control Go to FanDuel.com slash crit Open your new account and claim your free Wager of up to
5: $500 today
2: Guys, let DailyRoto.com guide you to victory as you swing for the fences playing daily fantasy baseball. Become the eighth Daily Roto lineup optimizer user to win a million bucks in a FanDuel of DraftKings tournament or simply become part of the growing community who has already won thousands of dollars. So if you're playing MLB DFS and you're not using DailyRoto.com, guys, you're doing it wrong. Simply enter the promo code FNTSY. Get your 10% discount. For the 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package, only at DailyRoto.com. Promo code, guys, is FNTSY. Get your 10% discount today. And welcome in here to Make It Rain on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network on this Tuesday. Want to thank you guys for making us a part of it as uh, we roll into the work week. Those of you that had a three-day weekend, hope you enjoyed it. Hope it was profitable. And let's face it, if you were uh, if you were playing uh, any MLB over the weekend, uh, might have been a little frustrating uh, for you as these bullpens continue to just uh, I shake my head at what I am watching this season in in the MLB, and to see guys like Kimbrell and Dallas Keuchel still on the sidelines cracks me up. But uh, Keuchel will be; he's already uh, he's talking to teams like Tampa and the Yankees. What they are waiting for is Monday to draft. come by after the draft. Because once the draft happens, anybody who signs Keiko doesn't have to give a compensatory draft pick to whoever it is. So they're kind of just wait. But he will be in uniform, I think, within the next couple of weeks. That's for sure. But it, it, it's just frustrating as all hell. As much as we love home runs, okay, and everyone loves home runs, right? It's, it's what saves baseball, the whole steroid era. Um, but I gotta tell you, from a betting perspective, the uh anything outside of first fives, case in point last night with DeGrom and uh and and what you're seeing there with Kershaw, uh, once bullpen start getting involved, the idea of shut down bullpen is Uh, You know, and the game shifted uh, years back, uh, Dane, you know, like, hey, all we need is six innings and then we get these guys for the seventh and eighth and then, you know, the closer in the ninth and, you know, the Yankees are really the only team that holds on to that concept because just about everybody else, it's wow, is it hard to uh, to watch? And listen, Major League Baseball teams set a record. Well, almost set a record. Um. The second most home runs ever hit in one day in baseball history happened Friday night. Teams combined to hit 59 home runs, guys. The only other time was 62 homers were hit on July 2nd when the steroid era in 2002. Uh but you've got to be you got to be kidding me, guys. And oh by the way on Friday only 14 games were played. The Yankees and the Royals were rained out, so you didn't even have the full complement of games. But you are taking—I mean, you're looking here—59 home runs. You have any idea how hard it is to sit there and handicap this right. l- this league right now and the way it is, given the fact that once bullpens enter the game outside of starting pitching, it's anybody's ball game. Home runs have completely gotten out of control love them you know if you're watching the game it's exciting I get it but from a betting perspective extremely frustrating to know that your team has played eight and a half nine innings uh, nine and a third innings uh great and then all of a sudden a reliever comes in and uh, you know three batters later the game is over and your team lost it's uh it's getting out of control Dane and, yep. I, you know, from a fantasy perspective, I don't even know how. You, how do you even handicap that from a fantasy perspective?
3: Well, I told you guys about it uh, about a couple of weeks ago. I mentioned the proliferance of the three true outcomes and what that means. It means that home runs come a dime a dozen. Okay. It means your Joey Gallows, your CJ Crohn's, your guys who hit 240 and hit 30 home runs. They are not special anymore. That's pretty much everybody. So what it means is you have to put a much higher value on hitters who can actually hit for average on people who can steal some bases because those stats are kind of dwindling and going away. Meanwhile, home runs become a little cheaper because everyone is hitting them. And, Joe, to your point, um, 2017, most home runs of all time, 6,105, okay? 2016, third most homers of all time, 5,600 plus. 2018, last year, fourth highest home runs of all time. It's all these years and then the steroid era like you were talking about. 209901 but here's my point here Joe 2017 is the record for home runs in a season 6100 of them okay mm-hmm. at this point of the year most teams have played oh I don't know 53 54 games something like that just shy Joe of a third of the season okay just shy of a third of the season remember the record all time is 6100 so far Joe already this year 2,126, that extrapolates out to about 6,400. We are on pace for Major League Baseball to have 300 more home runs than they've ever had before. And I'm telling you, Joe, it's also this launch angle thing is a big part of it. Okay? Home run to fly ball ratio, another interesting stat. Okay? In the entire history of baseball, Joe, the number should be around 10%, which means Mm. 10% of fly balls that are hit, actually go over the wall, okay? You know where we're at this year, Joe? 14.7%, okay? Another 5% of balls that go up, go over. And that's what we're seeing. We're seeing home runs like crazy. Everyone can do it because of the launch angle, okay? And because of this crazy velocity people are throwing with these days, we are getting more home runs. It's not a mirage. And so what that means, it's interesting, Joe. You were on Mets first five. You know what I was on? I was on the over. With DeGrom and Kershaw, it was still six and a half. And I was like, this is not vintage DeGrom. This is not vintage Kershaw. And who knows when we get into the bullpen. And just like it was, it was 3-2 when the Mets went into the bullpen. And then literally after a half inning of that,
2: I had hit my over, Joe. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, uh, and it's not just uh, all teams. I mean, when you look and when you start breaking down some of these teams, I mean, the Twins – became the second team in history to hit 100 home runs through 50 team games. I mean, they have 100 and they got 101 to go here. You guys, we're, you know, they've hit the, they hit their 100th home run as a team in their uh, 98th game last season this year. What the hell changed that all of a sudden now they've got 100 home runs through 50 games. They still got 101 to go here. It's like you got to be kidding me. So from a because they
3: don't betting no one cares yeah. about the strikeout anymore. It's all or nothing. Every year, Joe, again, every year since 2008, Major League Baseball has set a new league record for strikeouts. You just—they don't care anymore. It's not about the no. bunt, sacrifice bunt. It's not about the hit and run. It's not like, oh my God, striking out is a problem if one out of every four at bats you hit one over the wall. That's just the way it it's... looks these days with sabermetrics and win probability and all that stuff.
2: Yeah, and uh, I, it's just it, it's a head it's a head shaker, guys. It, it's you've got to kind of reevaluate everything you do when you yep. approach handicapping these games because anytime you get past the first five, I, you listen. Starting pitching has become even more valuable to the uh, to the better now than ever before because if you have. Uh, if you have to rely upon bullpens coming in, which also makes it very difficult to handicap these bullpen starter days, which is now the latest craze, right? So how do you decide what game to look at? You know, who's got the edge? This guy's throwing it. Yankees did it yesterday, started Chad Green. Then they brought in some guy, Hale. And then it's like, all right, I'm scrambling. Like, I don't even know who these people are. What the hell am I supposed to do? I like the Yankees, but... You know, you got to be kidding me. I mean, San Diego is throwing one, you know, their fourth starter. So, like, wh- you know, who's got the edge here? It makes it that much more challenging to approach handicapping these games. But understand I, the value, overs, right? Uh, overs a lot of times uh, for it's full games. It. First it's fives in if you really like uh, these starting pitchers. Right. but. Man, you are taking uh, you're taking a bet to a whole different level if you're betting unders or full games without having a lot of confidence in the starting pitching that you're looking at. Guys, there's a lot of games you should be passing.
3: It's almost like, Joe, correct me if I'm wrong. Right. You need to be a truly I don't want to say elite, but like you have to be a top end starter to counteract what's happening in the league. You know, if you're just a regular starter, you're going to fall – you're going to succumb to this home run three true outcome. The the, the home runs will come. It's almost like you have to be a truly top-end starter – or else the answer is over. And then mm. if you are a truly top-end starter, then t- give me that starter minus half a run on the first five. It's almost like that's the fork in the road, right? Like if they're just two random guys, you know, that are not great, like today, you even got Plesak and Price for uh, Cleveland and the Bo- Bo Sox. Give me the over, you know, Toronto right. and Tampa. Give me the over, mm. unless it's a true strong starting pitcher that can like actually – counteract that and in that case give me that guy first half first five
2: yeah yeah and you got to be very careful too because a lot of guys got sucked in they saw verlander going up against the red Sox this weekend and everybody and their mother is like oh no way are the red Sox ever going to be able to beat verlander going up against eduardo rodriguez oh no it's it's blindly bet verlander and again guys got to remind you pitchers are not going to go 35 36 and oh There are going to be moments in the schedule. There are going to be matchups. There are going to be times where it only makes sense to fade teams. And you want to talk about overvalued. Every time Verlander gets on the mound, whether it's the Red Sox or anybody else, you're looking at at least $2. You're looking at laying at least $2 or more on these teams with the Astros. And that's where the value comes in is that when was the last time you were going to be able to get the Mets at plus uh, the uh, Red Sox rather? At plus 150, like when's the last time you can even remember that? Cool. And you have to pick and choose your spots. And just because you see that front line starter of Verlander who, all right, well, you might as well lay it because Verlander, eh, guys, you know, Verlander was eight and one going into that game. Uh, it's not like Verlander is is going to win every game he pitches Figure out the figure out the situation, look at the moment, and understand that, hey, guys, there's going to be some regression here. We're seeing it with Berrios. We saw it with Casitio yesterday with the Reds. Yep. Just because Bingo, these guys Roman are on the mound over the weekend. Yeah, exactly. Just because these guys are on the mound doesn't mean they're automatic plays. And I see guys making this mistake a lot at this point in the season, reminding you, these guys are not going undefeated. They are going to have stretches where there's going to be regression, and when there's regression, you know what happens. Eventually, they're going to get back on track. They're going to push forward. Baseball is all about streaks. When do you get them? When do you bet with them? When do you bet against them? Uh, There are still a whole bunch of pitchers out there that we are waiting for that other shoe to drop, so to speak, that are going to come back. DeGrom, Caleb Smith over the weekend for the Marlins got lit up by Washington. Gave up five runs there in the first three innings, so you gotta know when to look at these, but do not blindly just bet a Verlander because he's on the damn mound. Do not lay the two dollars or more simply because they're pitching. I mean, yesterday the Reds, uh, who I believe are below the Pirates in the standings, were over two dollar favorites. Like, what? What are you? What are you guys doing? Like, what are you? Because Castillo was on the mound. Like, guys, what are you doing? Uh, but that again. Is because that shows you the old public looks and says, oh, this guy's yep. unhittable. He's got a low ERA. He's going up against a bad team in the Pirates. Let's pick the Reds. Like, everything else goes out the window. Yeah, not a good uh, not a good approach, guys. Even the best of pitchers in this league right now are going to come back to earth a little bit. Your job as I'm a saying, handicapper no is no to is, figure out I mean, when was- that moment is. Exactly. exactly. Otherwise, forget about it. I mean, how would you draft fantasy? If Verlander was never going to lose, you know, he'd be the first guy, right? That's it. These guys are never going to lose. Well, they lose. And you've got to figure out when to start riding them and when to go. You know what? Let me back off here. Too much value on the other team. One of the worst things it. to be, Dane, is overvalued in Major League Baseball. And that's when guys really make their money.
3: Even Pretty these great fun. pitchers are also going to, you know, give way to the bullpen eventually.
2: Absolutely. No, okay yep. Can't. Pick your spots, guys. 162 games.
3: Let DailyRoto.com guide you to victory as you swing for the fences playing Daily Fantasy Baseball. Become the eighth Daily Roto lineup optimizer to win $1 million in a fan or DraftKings Tournament or become part of the growing community who have won thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. The 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at dailyrodo.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today.
4: That's Y-O-U-T-H to 321-321. In this league. Adam GaSe reminds me of like, he's like Mr. Manhattan from, from Watchmen because he can see everything. Those eyes are so big. He's like, <laughs> no, I can see no. all outcome. I am the GM. He's Mr. Manhattan.
3: <laughs> <laughs> he's the three-eyed raven. Yeah, sure. He's, yeah, a, there he, you go. That's he's trying to be three-eyed. By he's brand. How, he's essentially brand. Yeah, he's trying to be the three-eyed raven by how wide he opens his eyes, but he still only has two of those things. So yeah. What are you doing, uh, Adam? He's like, I'm looking into the future.
1: Saturdays, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers
2: all right getting ready final hour here of make it rain on the fantasy sports radio network and uh, i'll give you another example uh, over the weekend of uh you know people who just blindly see a pitcher's name and just assume that automatically that team in major league baseball is somehow uh worth a play you had scherzer on the mound uh, for the uh, for the Nationals over the weekend, and and Scherzer and the Nationals were minus three dollars, guys, minus three dollars. Wow. Scherzer, okay, w- when he st- the team is two and nine when he starts a game, okay, this year, all right, he is two and nine. He's already lost close to twelve units for uh, for betters when he is on the mound, and yet. Why was he minus $3 yesterday? Why? Because people saw, oh, Scherzer's playing the Marlins. The Marlins suck. So Scherzer, man, he must be, he's an easy play. Yeah, well, you can make it now 2-10 and 10 minus almost 15 units now when Scherzer starts for the Nationals. That's the danger here of, of looking at Major League Baseball and just associating. It's important. Starting pitching is extremely important, but knowing when to back, Starting pitching is even more important. We told you about the uh, the Reds being below the Pirates in the standings. And yet somehow, because Castillo was on the mound, the Reds were uh, what? Plus two. Oh, over two dollars. They were plus two dollar favorites like in this game on the road, like at home, rather. Like, are you serious? Like, what are we what are we doing here, guys? Uh, very dangerous to just look at starting pitchers with big names and go, aha, they're on the mound, the team they're playing sucks, so they must be an easy winner. And Dan guys fall into it all the time. Could you imagine laying $3 with Scherzer yesterday against the Marlins and having that and then going, "I can't believe I actually laid $3 on this game."
3: I know, I don't want to lay I don't want to lay $3 on the Golden State Warriors. Joe. Warriors, you know right. I'm yeah. Well, at I least you come. got them at but
2: 7 games. Like could you imagine one
3: game, you know, this laying like uh, Oh. And Joe, you say you gotta know when to back these guys. Let me answer the question for you and tie it into our poll question. The time for me to back Max Scherzer is in about, oh, I don't know, in about a month when he's starting for the New York Yankees instead of the Washington (laughs) Nationals. How about that? Okay, and by the way, Joe, our poll question is which team is going to announce themselves as sellers the first in the MLB trading deadline, okay? And the options I put with the San Francisco Giants, we've heard about Madison Bumgardner. I mentioned these Washington Nationals who have some studs, okay? Strasburg, Scherzer, they're 10 games under, looking up at three teams in the NL East. And I also mentioned um, there was another team I mentioned, the Seattle Mariners, potentially. They have their hot start all the way on the bottom. We're going to start seeing teams uh, move some pieces around. I think the Yankees are going to be in the Scherzer market. And by the way, Dallas Keuchel will be starting for us
2: after the MLB draft. Itself. Just like that, done. We should be GMs. All right, final hour coming up here. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Let's do it.